This is Doug Chiding of Rogue Cookers, Texas Embedded Correspondent. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish, what?! I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Here we go. That's right. It's the Barbecue Central Show, and we talk about barbecue and grilling shenanigans. And rarely do we do it, but we do it for this guy whenever he wants. We blast off the second hour with guests, regular first Tuesday of the month guest, Sam the Cooking Guy. Hi, Sam. <laughs> Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> I'm excellent. Thank how, you. How's your musculature? <laughs> you know what? I don't have any musculature. You know, I, wanted I wish to, I did, trust me. I wanted to ask you because I we were talking a couple weeks ago about like when the first time we started communicating was and uh, as I always yeah. tell everybody each and every week, it always seems like it's 2 to 3 years for me, but it's really been like 10 or 11 years since the uh, first time I saw my first Sam live cast and then felt like I had enough balls to reach out and ask a question and and that's kind of where it uh, ended up coming from. However, you know, there was a point when you had more weight on your frame, and it seems over the last handful of years you've really been able to uh, find a a workable weight that looks healthy, you look good, you look a little musculature, and I'm wondering, I'm wondering, like, what what you do, what did you get into? You know what, I don't really, I think I'm trying to be uh, careful with what I eat, it's funny, you know what? So, so the most recent episode that we put up was the uh, the cheeseburger taco. Yeah, and and we shoot, and then Max goes away and he edits it and he sends it to me, and then I make comments. Hey, can you shorten that? I think we missed this part. There, maybe how about this comment? And as I was watching it yesterday, um, I yell, Kelly, and she goes, "What?" She comes running like something's wrong. I go, <laughs> "I actually don't look fat in this uh, video," and she just rolls her eyes and walks away. So I, I I feel like, but I'm not doing anything other than maybe being a little careful and possibly trading alcohol calories for mm. food calories. I'm not sure if that's doing it, but so you're not you're not uh, doing any cardio of any kind or any no, like bulletproof really, you know, or anything. I, no, and I really wow. need to because I. I'm definitely advancing in years, and I just don't want oh, there's all this shit just to fall apart one day. Yeah, you know, like those like those uh, western towns in the movies. They look great from the front, <laughs> but they're only a couple inches thick, and then there's boards holding up the the facade. I right. don't want that to be mean ten years. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, just from a visual standpoint, but thank you. I, I mean, appreciate yeah, it. It was absolutely. And by the way, if you ever decide. If you ever decide to leave your wife, uh, I'll be ready for you. All right, here we I go. Now we're going to talk about that. Hey, I support it all, my friend. No, I support it all. No. Um, now, is it just me, Sam, or is yeah. one of us perhaps developing yet a new restaurant in Little Italy, <laughs> the Little Italy Eatery District out there? Uh, well... Since I'm in San Diego and you're yes. in Cleveland, yes. there is a chance it's both of us, but or, it's definitely one of us. And it's definitely you. <laughs> it's definitely me. Definitely you. Thought I would try and trick you, but you caught right on to it. <laughs> All right, so what's going on with this? I just saw it, so I had to ask you. So you, uh, I'm currently, you haven't seen it, but uh, I mean, apart from what we show on, you know, in, in some of the YouTube videos. I'm currently one of six little uh, food hall stations in the Little Italy food hall. Right. And um, we're doing well. We're really happy. Really happy. Looking for other uh, other not-not taco locations, but 
but we're in kind of a, um, we're in a really good first location and your second location has got to be great. So we're being very cautious. Uh, that being said, there is a space that has been available cause it's brand new, literally 30 feet, uh, maybe 40 feet across the, the plaza from where we are mm-hmm. just on the other side of the fountain. It's, uh, it's smaller. It's only 1600 square feet. Oh. And so my partners uh, came and they said, what do we think? Shall we do something? And we had all kinds of ideas, including it being a little market, uh, that you could get a bottle of wine, you know, a baguette, some bread, uh, some cheese, and this and that. And after a few months of scratching and thinking, we came to the conclusion that we're going to do a bar and small eatery. Mm. And when I say small eatery, I mean a kitchen that's probably you know, 400 square feet, not even a stove, a proper stove. (laughs) So it'll be salads and uh, warm and cold sandwiches during the day. And then nighttime, four o'clock, we'll switch to more bar snacky kind of food, um, charcuterie meat boards and cheese boards and combinations and flatbreads and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, just to throw it out there, because I'm not one to tell you how to do your business, but Guy the Cooking Sam in the chat room says, maybe not, not Baba Ganoush. How about that? <laughs> Holy shit. What what an idea. By the way, I am a, a, am a, I am a huge Baba Ganoush fan. Well, he, he must know. I mean, he's almost your name. He's Guy the Cooking Sam. You're Sam the Cooking Guy. It only makes sense that Baba Ganoush would be on both of your minds. Wow, we uh, constantly. Yeah. Are you, wait, are you a Baba Ganoush fan? I, uh, I mean, of course you have. Uh, it's no surprise that I have no idea what Baba Ganoush is. It's roasted eggplant. Um, Ooh, until like- the skin really blackens in the oven. Yeah. Then you take it out and you scrape out the pulp and you add garlic and and you know seasoning and stuff like that. It's really good. Oh, that really sounds good. really good. It lives right right in that same uh, world as as hummus. All right. Well, I I mean, I love, uh, is that a shawarma thing too? Like, would I find that at a shawarma restaurant or no? Uh, uh yes, potentially. Yeah. All right. All right. It's, it's not something you would put, you would put, uh, potentially hummus in your shawarma. You would be unlikely. You would put uh, baba ganoush. It would be a side dish that would yeah. be served with, you know, pita chips and stuff like that. All right. So, uh, I mean, this is going to work potentially in, uh, hand in hand with not, not tacos, or is just going to be something that you and your partners are going to create entirely separately. You'll just be relatively close to both locations. Um, well, I'm not sure what hand-in-hand means. What's that mean? Uh, I, I guess the better question is these will just be two completely separate entities except for ownership and the fact that you'll be able to see one and the other depending on where you're standing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes, um, we're sort of calling it an extension of the Little Italy Food Hall, though, as well. There will be another bar in there. Yeah, it's going to be part bar, the ch- bar you can sit at, outside seating, and then the the small kitchen behind glass um, because the windows the windows will roll up all the way, and the you uh-huh. know the re- regulations here say if they roll up, you got to completely enclose the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the, the seating area will be not like less tables and more sort of couches, uh-huh. low seating furniture, coffee yeah. tables. We're trying to make it sort of family room feel, very comfortable, yep. you know? I got it. So it, it feel, it'll have a different feel at night, lower level lighting, that kind of stuff. The food hall is bright and noisy all the time, and this will be, be very different. And we're excited. You can't – it's hard to go within a stone's throw of the food hall right now and get sort of a casual sandwich that you don't have to sit down for. Hmm. You'll be able to come in, get one, and take it away easily, or sit outside. Or You'll also be able to come in and buy a bottle of wine or some beer and take it away or enjoy it right there, right. that kind of thing. All right. Well, when is, uh, is there any kind of date for this, or, I mean, it's just still very beginnings? Uh, no, we're, we're uh, well under construction now, oh, all right. and, uh, and very likely we'll be uh, – we're looking at – uh, uh, the end of September, right? Sorry, the end of uh, January, right now. Oh wow! All right, so we're we're literally we're weeks away. We're weeks away. Couple a couple months away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, saying the cooking guy joining me here on the show. Uh, you just did. Uh, you, you had mentioned the cheeseburger taco, but I wanted to bring up uh, this other one that you just recently released, video wise. 
the Beyond Meat Big Mac. Uh, I'm not uh, too interested in the Big Mac portion of it, but I do want to pick your brain about Beyond Meat yeah. and plant-based protein. Yep. Uh, in the video, you were... Uh, you weren't poo-pooing plant-based, uh, plant-based protein, but you were kind of trying to figure out how can you say protein and plant-based all in the same sentence. I mean, I get all of the the weird verbiage that goes in. I didn't like. I prefer plant-based protein than plant-based meat because uh, I think yeah. that is really weird. Plant-based protein I can kind of get behind because I understand there's a, a distinction to some degree. So let me ask you I, just I, just yeah. just from a yeah. grand scheme because we have seen in 2019 we have. There have been, you know, the crappy bean burgers and all this stuff. They've been out forever. But 2019 specifically, started a little bit in 2018, but 2019 specifically has seen an onslaught of plant-based proteins, a lot of them uh, beyond and impossible, really hitting the burger market uh, to, a fervor, uh, to a fevered pitch type of degree. What is your take on plant-based protein in general? And then we can uh, kind of dig down and drill down into the Beyond Meat burger yeah. and what you like uh, and what look, you don't. Look, I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I, I do see how there's a real audience for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know personally uh, quite a large handful of people that some choose never to eat meat products, but some like to change it up. And And when they found out that there was now a viable uh, option they were very happy and i'm happy for them so they've got something different to go to and i have i've i've you know, somewhere uh in one of our videos we did a, a what i call what we call the vegetable burger mm-hmm. and it was vegetables it was grilled peppers and onions and and carrots and and uh you know mushrooms and shit like that and uh, i joked that it wasn't like people would call a veggie burger and it would be full of uh, freaking nuts and twigs and, and that kind of junk. Yeah. So now that something comes along that they say, uh, not just looks like it, but sears like it, uh, bleeds like it. I mean, they were saying that in the beginning. I don't know if they say that anymore because you can see how that might turn off, uh, like a full vegetarian. Yeah, but also saying that anything, any meat bleeds is, is completely preposterous. It's not blood. It's hemoglobin, of it's course. Not, it's not blood, but it's it's an easy thing. It was an easy um, visual sure. representation uh, to, to put out verbally to give people an idea immediately what was going on. There. Right, right. So I, I think it's okay. You know, I was skeptical going into it first time I'd had it. Uh, and I also, as you, as you saw, I also bought their sausages that ultimately oh, right. I thought you could fool somebody with a, with one of the sausages before you could with the meat, but you saw it. I mean, if you watch the video, it, the shit sears like a steak, like a, like a hamburger, it gets a crust on it like a hamburger. It doesn't smell right. It doesn't smell like a hamburger when you smell it raw at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, the thing that, that confused me, as I said, it says cook it to an internal temperature of like a hundred and whatever it was, one hundred sixty-five or whatever the number was. Yep. Like, wait a minute, it, <laughs> can't you? Should, this, should it just be able to eat this shit right now? It's plant-based, so what is going to go wrong if I eat it without cooking it? I still don't understand that, and I, you know, I'm a lazy son of a bitch, and I haven't done any research to find that out. I should I should probably go look that up, but but I was curious about that. Uh, so it doesn't smell like it, looks like it. The taste though is kind of close. Mm. The texture I don't think is close. Okay. And when I cut it open and I showed the inside of it, you would know you weren't looking at a burger. Yeah. Like a regular, uh, you know, beef burger, because it has a it has a strange. Texture. It's far too tight and yeah. granulated. I was going to say, you know? is it more like packed and, and not nearly as loose? Yeah. 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 It's way more packed. Yeah. So that was the burger. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but I've since used it again. Oh. Uh, and, and you'll, you know, it, it was interesting. It was an interesting experiment. So you can watch for that one coming up. Uh, but the sausage that I cooked, it was, it tasted like a like a seasoned sausage hmm. like some version of a bratwurst greg 
it was rather surprising. And it looked quite like one when it was cut. The inside re- replicated a sausage much more than the their burger replicated the inside of a burger. Yep. But it was funny because it did not take a char. It did not get grill stripes like a regular sausage would. Hmm. So... Look, uh, the fact that they are as far ahead as they are is amazing. Yeah. And yet, I'm one of these guys. I'm still amazed you can make a telephone call. How does that work? <laughs> uh, I mean, so now they're ta- now they're taking things that are not burger or pork or the beef and making them very much like those things. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, are you so impressed that you guys are sourcing for NNT or not so fast? Uh, we just started the conversation. Oh, you know, after after the the cheeseburger taco, we finished shooting, and the camera goes down, and we're packing up and stuff. Um, Jilly, Max's wife, yeah. who who uh, runs audio, said, "You know, why do you not have a uh, <laughs> an option for this down at Not Not?" Yeah, I, I said, "You know, I, I don't know that that many people are asking for it yet. We have a we have a." Um, a protein style option. So you don't have a flour. One of our flour tortillas made with lard. It's a leaf mm-hmm. and it doesn't, it doesn't get a whole lot of attention, which is fine. I'm not saying that it would be any different with the, with the meat thing, but is it one of those things from a business perspective where you and the partners would just have to decide we're going to buy X amount. We're going to put it on the menu for X time. We'll, promote it yep, to a certain right. degree and see if it takes off. And if it doesn't, then, you know, forget about it. And, and, if, and if you it would do it, it as doesn't. a, and you would do it as a ground beef product, not as any type of, of patty or burger lookalike. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Yep. We don't have a burger lookalike. Like our, our cheeseburger taco is, is ground beef. That's, you know, uh, chopped up on the flat top. Um, when we opened, we opened with two, vegetarian options. Mm-hmm. One was a uh, tofu veggie taco, all done in a wok with uh, like a cilantro pesto, lots of vegetables and stuff. And the other one was a curried egg salad. And the curried egg salad got very little love, mm-hmm. even though it was, honestly, was my favorite. Uh, probably always will be. Uh, but I think people came in and they went, oh, look, there's Korean short rib and smoky pork and mac and and, uh, uh, you know, cheeseburger and meatloaf, whatever, all that kind of stuff. I can make egg salad at home. So why have it here? Yeah. The reality was it was, it was curried egg salad. And then when it went in one of our, you know, amazing flour tortillas with tomato, lettuce, and whatever, it was really even better. But so that was the low man on the totem pole. We cut that off. The bottom one has been ever since the veggie tofu. So it's hard to say, will there be a bigger command or demand for, for a beyond burger product? Uh, we'll find out. I don't know. I think it's likely we'll run an experiment at some point though, yeah. for sure. Uh, Sam, a couple minutes left here with you and I appreciate the time this evening from a yeah. uh, gifts giving, because we are now in the teeth of the holiday season. When people are asking you, what should I buy my husband, my wife, they're into live fire or yeah. cooking in general. Yeah. What are the yeah, top yeah. two or three things that you're recommending in 2019? Uh, I look. I always go to um, a uh, a good digital instant read thermometer. Yeah. I think almost everybody in the barbecue world seems to own one. Yeah. Uh, that being said, you're going to have listeners that are new to this, maybe new to cooking, and it is your best friend. There is no need to guess anymore whether your steak is done to where you want it. And I understand that the, the, maybe the pros that push it on the palm of their hand bullshit. But I've effed up a bunch of meat not gauging the thickness of my thumb pad versus the steak <laughs> I was trying to cook. And, you know, a ribeye cooks different than a New York than a ten, versus than a tenderloin. So... If you know 135 is medium rare for you, buy one of these things. Thermapen makes a uh, makes a great one, but they are a little expensive. And there are other options that are way less expensive that work maybe not in, you know, three and a half seconds, but maybe five, and that's okay. But the old school ones that take 12 seconds, 
it's just a pain in the ass. They're not that good. If you're cooking a turkey and you open up the oven door and it takes you an extra 10 seconds, yeah. you're losing all the heat. It takes a lot of recovery time. So get a good digital incendiary thermometer. Get a cast iron pan. Yes. Because you've got to have one. You can buy them seasoned now. And even though they're seasoned, they still take a little breaking in. Uh, if you have a cast iron pan and you live in a horrible weather country, and you want to grill, but you don't want to grill outside in the rain or sleet or snow or whatever you've got, get a cast iron grill pan, flat on one side, rich on the other. One of the greatest things I own. I always tell people about those. No one's ever been disappointed. And I sent you a picture of something that I bought for a friend and then bought myself. (laughs) I bought myself a steak steak branding iron. You did? It was was motive. Did you? I sent you uh, just about 10, 15 minutes ago. I sent you a picture of my logo branded into a steak. It looks like a burger, but it's a it was a uh, a ribeye that sort of puffed up as it was cooking. Yeah, I'm showing it on the camera it, right now. That's unbelievable. It's a, it's a, it's about it's two or two and a half inches. You can't go bigger than that because if you want to do a little steak and you want to use that, it's not electric. <laughs> you heat it up on open fire. It was. I think it. I think. I think it was about 120 bucks or, or maybe 150. I bought one for a friend who's a huge grilling fan, huge grilling fan. And he's a guy that has almost anything when it comes to the grilling world. And I knew he wouldn't have one of these Hmm. with, with his logo on it. So I bought him one of those. And as I was ordering it, I went, shit, how do I not get one for myself? (laughs) And now you have one. Now I have one. Nice. All right. Um, last question. So, uh, what What do you yeah. want for the holiday season? If money was no object, what would you want? I, honestly, I don't even think I know. Mm. Uh, wow, I haven't thought about that. I don't. I'm a really bad person to buy for because I never really want anything. Um, holy shit, man. I need knives. Oh yeah, you put knives on the list. People need always need a good knife. Yeah, one good knife. Just get one good knife, and don't make it like twelve inches long. For God's sakes, nobody can use that. Yeah, get one. Get a good seven, eight inch chef's knife. You'll be fine. Honestly, Greg, I have no. I uh, more hair. Is that an is that an appropriate? Boy, I hear that. Bring that. Uh, may hair Santa Claus come to both of us then. Oh, my goodness. All right, Sam, yes, sir. Uh, you can check Sam out at thecookingguy.com, get all the recipes, visit him at notnottacos.com as well, and then we will check in next month for the update on the new place. Uh, Sam, uh, have a great holiday season. Happy New Year if I don't uh, talk to you, you until then, and we will do it thank again next year. Friend. All right, pal. I do, I, do hope to, I do hope to talk to you before, but thank you anyways. All right, we'll talk to you. There he is, Sam the cooking guy. Right there. Going to a meeting. Got to go to a meeting. All right, I'm uh, feverishly looking at this picture that he gave me. So the uh, website is called brandingirons.com. Let's go ahead and check out what they have. Uh, wood, leather, food, uh, food. Yeah, that's what we want. All right. So we'll click on food, branding irons, single letters, two to three letters, single letter A through Z Western, blah, 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 blah. Looking for a logo. Custom steak branding iron, custom stainless steel food branding iron. I kind of look at um, fire heated. What does that mean? Hmm. That one looks electric, and it's very expensive. Holy moly. Uh, 2.75 inches, 2.75 inches. Looking for something a little smaller, I think. Two and a quarter. Two and a quarter inches for a custom food brand and fire-heated $394. Whoa. Is that right? that be right i'm looking at this other one but it doesn't have a price on it hmm that one's a that one's round but it says custom 
And then there's a custom steak branding iron, but I don't know if you can do logo with that. That's a little, I mean, that's still expensive for a branding iron, 160 bucks, but it's custom, I guess. And they probably have to do setup, but probably, not. I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if branding irons are the way to go. You know? Are you going to bring? He sent me a picture of a burger with his logo burned into it. But don't we all know that no matter what burger you put on, uh, A, it's going to get covered by a bun, and before the bun, it's going to get covered by a piece of cheese? Diane Mee weighs in on the instant chat. I don't think I'd get a branding iron if I had children. Uh, look, I think there's a lesson to be learned there. If the kid is going to touch the branding iron, how many times are they going to touch it? Once. They're going to touch it once. That's it. That's the biggest question that I get when I break out the art flame is, isn't that a hazard? Because, you know, you're burning a live fire in the middle of it, whether you're doing charcoal or wood. It's a huge steel cooking implement that stays hot forever and ever and ever. And could a kid walk around and stick their hand up there? Absolutely. Would they get burned? Absolutely. They would get burned. But it would happen on any grill. You can walk up to any grill that's on and put your hand on it if you're a kid and burn the shit out of your hands just like you would on a branding iron. Probably It's probably less. There's less potential of them burning their hand on a branding iron depending on you know if you're just leaving it on the floor hot than they would going up to a grill and touching it and potentially burning. So always be cognizant of your children. If you're going to be an irresponsible parent, you shouldn't be in live fire. You're banned from live fire. That's what I'm doing today. If you're an irresponsible parent, do us all a favor, and you are not allowed to be a live fire cook. Now, please. All right. That's Sam the Cooking Guy. Uh, now i got to figure out how I'm going to catch up here or reload, as it were. Because my format is totally blown. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills, makers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. A couple different lines to choose from. The original line, which I have two of. There's also the Prime line. Prime line is built a little bit more heartily, has a little bit more tech on it. You got two instant, I'm sorry, two internal meat probes. Instead of the one that you would find on the original line, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett, all three the same across no matter what. Davy Crockett is your portable option, so if you are really into the midst of oncoming college football playoffs, football playoffs, and end of the regular season, you want something to take with you because you love pellet wood-fired goodness, Davy Crockett is what you want to use. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, don't worry about that. They have the 12-volt Adapter. You can plug it right into the 12-volt outlet in your car, and it's powered. It's running. You're not sacrificing a great amount of quantity for portability. You can stick a bunch of food in there. It's going to taste great. You just stick it in your trunk or the back of your truck or van or SUV, and away you go back home. Easy to transport, too. And again, 12-volt technology, great stuff. Daniel Boone, Jim Bowie, bigger ones. Go on your patios. Or maybe you have a big-ass truck. You can just roll them right up, whatever. The Prime line has 12-volt technology on both of those. Classic line, you're going to need a three-pronged outlet in order to fire up. Prime line has look-in windows on the main cooking chamber and the pellet hopper. Both of them have the opportunity to be outfitted with a pizza oven. Come on, you got to get it. I'm telling you right now, it should be law... That if you get a Daniel Boone or a Jim Bowie, that you have to get the pizza oven in. Now, maybe you're allergic to gluten. Maybe you hate pizza with a passion. I'm not talking to you people. For the rest of us that don't have those afflictions or terrible palates, you got to get the pizza oven. It's so fun. 
You simply pull the guts out of the cooker. You slam the pizza oven down on top of it, and away you go. Set the temperature wherever you want it. 350 degrees will get you about 700 degrees on the stone. That's where I kind of like to live at, maybe a little less than that 320, 325. But if you want to take it up to 500 on the cooker, you're hovering right into the 1,000-degree mark in that pizza oven. For me, too risky. If it starts to get loose, when it starts to turn, there's no coming back. It's a very, very tight window. Now, if you're a Matt Frampton, you can probably run hotter than that, but he is a pizza expert of the world. I'm a pizza expert from time to time on certain weekends. And if Aleshi's has my pizza dough balls ready to go, I don't make my own dough. Forget it. But I can make any kind of pie I want. They're all done two to three minutes. Let's go. Cauliflower crust, huh, Diane? I like that. Got to try that next time out. All right. uh, We will be right back as we venture into the last part of the show. If you want to take part, you jump in. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. And the website to get those grills I was talking about, Green Mountain Grills. GreenMountainGrills.com. Sauces, rubs, accessories, all that other stuff. Stick around. I'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your house, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. You can find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816 816- Nine four five two two three two today, and uh, that is going to be. I know they're sponsored the show, but that is going to be a item that I am in full agreement with people recommending. If you're looking for something that is going to give you some remote temperature access, a great and easy to use interface, super simple to set up right out of the box, connected quickly to your local area network. Get the app on your phone. You can also sign up with the account on your computer. You can see all the graphing. You can save everything. You can make notes. It's not an automatic temperature-controlled device, although there is a port, and they do sell a ancillary fan, so it can kind of be like one. Although, I mean, I would humbly suggest that if you're going to look for a straight-up automatic temperature-controlled device, that you would look over at the barbecue guru, but if you have a fireboard, you want to mess around with a fan. Uh, certainly, it's uh, your prerogative, your discretion to do that. But it's so easy to use. I feel like such a supreme crap for not using it right off the bat when they sent it to me. But now I'm in love with it. I love it. six ports, so you can have a, a veritable cornucopia of pit temperature probes and internal meat temperature probes. Whatever mix you like, set up alarms, get notified, all that. If you're at the grocery store, you can easily check in through the app on where your meat or protein is at and the internal temperature side. It's great. I love Fireboard. 
Okay. Still to come on this show? It's me and you together doing it. Uh, we talked with Sam the Cookie Guy right at the top of the hour until about uh, five or six minutes ago. Then he had business to attend to. So if you want to jump in on the show, here's how you do it. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagrams at BBQCentralShow. You can also follow me socially, as he just said, at BBQCentralShow on Instagram and Twitter, slash BBQCentralShow on Facebook. Uh, coming up this Friday at, well, at coming up this Friday on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, we have episode 101. <laughs> Back in September of 2016, if you can believe it, almost four years ago, Rod Gray, the pitmaster of Pellet Envy, stopped by the show and we did not one, but two segments dissertation on sponsorships for barbecue teams because everybody back in 2016 was all like how can i get a sponsorship i should be sponsored i'm really good pay me money Uh well how are you gonna do that how are you gonna go about approaching what's the ask should you be a straight cash taker are you looking for product the hell does sponsorship even mean anymore well in 2016 we did our best to cover it in two segments rod did the lion's share of the talking i know big surprise right but i would say by and large the majority of the content of both in the program that john put together is evergreen but if you go back and listen as you if you are just new to the show and you don't know about the best moments. The best moments show is a true podcast in every sense of the word where it is dropped into a timed feed once a week, Fridays. And you get a show that has two segments. And each of those segments are portions of a past show that are 10 minutes or less. Hence the name of the show. Now, some people go, well, technically, dude, it's 20 minutes. So I don't even know, like what that show title means. The best moments in 10 minutes or less, but it's like 20 minutes. Totally understandable. My mission is to make sure that I confuse you as quickly and as easily as possible. Mission accomplished. Thank you. Again, the concept is this. Two segments of really great past interviews to tickle you with a feather, if you will. Because underneath that, you have a link to the entire show. So my goal, my hope, I'm sure John's hope as well, I'm not trying to talk for John, that if you listen to the best moments, that it might inspire you to click on the link and go back and listen to the whole show. Because remember, in a lot of cases, there might have been two, potentially three other guests on that show that didn't even make the cut for best of. It might have been one of your favorite shows ever. You just forgot about it because it was seven years old or ten years old or whatever. So that's what's happening this Friday. Now, I do want to go back because while I was set to do a love fest all over John Solberg last week, uh, my daughter was in top of the second hour. Now, wait a second. Look at me being a hypocrite. Nobody's decided to call me out on it, which I certainly appreciate. Actually, the past two weeks, which has never been seen before, there have been top of the second hour guests. That's right. Last week, top of the second hour, the freshman from Wycliffe, Bobby Rempe, courtesy of Villa Angela St. Joseph High School, by way of Seton Hill University, was back for Thanksgiving vacation, and she sat in at the top of the second hour, and we went over the freshman season. Don't forget, if you're going to be over in that Wheeling Jesuit University or whatever the hell they're calling it now because the Jesuits pulled out, I think they just call it Wheeling University now. 
If you're going to be over in Wheeling University area Thursday around 2.30, the Seton Hill University Griffins women's volleyball team will start the run to a national championship as they take on Gannon University, a foe of the PSAC. They handily wiped the court with our collective faces earlier in the year, but it Seton Hill had a different-looking team due to injury at that point. And as my daughter astutely pointed out last week at the top of the second hour, they had the best statistical game they had ever had up until that point. So there's a legitimate shot. I mean, you play the games wide to see who's going to win. We just don't look at it on paper and decide win or loser. So there's a legitimate shot that it's going to be a win. And if they win on Thursday at 2.30, they play again Friday at 5. And if they win, they uh, play for the chance to advance into the Elite Eight at 5 p.m. on Saturday. So there could be a potential of winning winning volleyball happening starting Thursday. So again, if you are in that area and you uh, perhaps are unemployed because you would be free at 2.30 or you want to take a vacay day, Email me, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We'll probably be hitting up the gymnasium around 2 p.m., signing autographs and taking pictures with all the central lights as they start to fill in to support the fam as, again, we start to make the run for a national championship bid. That's Wheeling, Wheeling University. I think that's what they name it now. Great stuff. Now, As I sidetracked myself, allow me to say this. The um, last week saw the 100th episode of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. And I did want to recognize that uh, just for a few minutes. You know, this was a project that I had thought about doing for some time the original concept came from the Howard Stern show there was a small portion in time you know that show was ever evolving there's so much archive there i'm certain uh, make no mistake i'm not about to compare my archive of work to howard's of 50 years or whatever he has but there was a thing called uh, something about 10 great minutes or something along these lines so i adopted then made it my own into uh, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. And Howard was playing 10 great minutes of a full-length episode or interview that he had with somebody. And I thought, man, what a great idea. Go back, pull 10-minute clips of a great interview, and inspire people to say, hey, I remember that, and you know that was a great run back down memory lane, or is there any way for me to get that show and go back and listen to the whole thing live, which is, again, what the goal that uh, John and I have is uh, certainly John wants to put together a show that is entertaining you and maybe making your mind race a little bit or make you think about certain things. But ultimately, too, we want to continue to bubble up the old episodes, and that's why that whole show link is existing underneath. And show one was really good. But show 100, um, let me rephrase this. How show one sounded was good. How show 100 sounded holding the interview inside. But I'm just talking about, you know, the progression of, you know, one and 10 and 40 and 50 and 100. We're getting ready to start uh, at the turn of the year in 2020. Year three of the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less. 100 episodes, uh, 101 technically at this point. So. We have to be now one of the one uh, additional aside from this show, which I believe is the longest running uh, barbecue podcast. It's a show first, but it's also a podcast. The best moments show has to be right up there with one of the longest recurring barbecue style podcasts out there. You have my show. You have Man Is Barbecue with Mickey. He's probably second. He's got a long-running show. Third, I don't know. There's a lot of shows that have popped up, but they're maybe just this year. 
We're starting our third year. The only other show that I can sit here and tell you with a surety, and it's not for public consumption, it's an exclusive contracted podcast. Oh, oh, by the way, I do it. For Meathead at his Pitmasters Club, I think I just put episode 185 or 186 in the can for him. That has to be the third longest running podcast. So I have to have two of the three, if not two of uh, three of the five or six longest running podcasts that are currently out there right now. Or that it at least uses me in some form or fashion. Technically, it's John's. It's my show, but it's John's pot. He's the one that's putting it all together. Semantics. It's a team effort. And by team, I mean John does all the work. Okay? That's what I'm saying. But I'll, I'll take credit for it when I can. So if you aren't a fan of it or you don't know about it, you know, give it another try if you didn't like it for whatever reason. Make sure that you're signed up for the podcast so it always shows up Friday morning. And sometimes I forget. But the progression that he has made and the way that the show sounds and the way he has honed his craft in hosting the best moments of the show has been so exciting to watch. He does such a great job. He's so professional. He is great in the cutting of audio. It's just an absolute pleasure to listen to. I listen back to my shows to hear how much of a dope I sound like and to try to not sound so dopey the next week, but to hear how he goes about putting together the shows is an absolute joy for me to listen to. And I don't remember a lot of stuff just because there's a such an archive of information back there. I can't possibly remember all the interviews I've done or this particular thing or that particular. Your favorite moment might be different from this guy's favorite moment or this gal's favorite moment. This is what I'm saying. But John has done such a great job. I would I can't fathom anybody else that I would trust to carry on the best moments show uh, should John decide that he's had enough or that a bus hits him or whatever the case may be. Uh, the show leaves with John, however John might leave. So, uh, John, no pressure, but you're not allowed to leave because uh, I really like doing or, or having the best moments of the show done every Friday. It's a nice value add. It's a good change of pace. And uh, you are a terrific partner to work with. And I really value the time that you put in. I mean, think about it. He's not just randomly picking a date out of the archive and then just picking out 10 minutes. He's listening to whole shows. I have to, I can't even begin to imagine the hours of shows that he listened to that he said, trash, unusable, not going to do it, not going to do it. That's a lot of time. You know, this show is two hours at a clip. So just on raw hours alone, the investment that he's putting in is huge. It is completely appreciated by me, and I certainly don't want to speak for everybody else that are fans of the Best Moments show, but we appreciate that work. We love that. So, John, I bid you a huge thanks. My appreciation is one that you will never fully come to grasp because my ability to communicate feelings is poor, but uh, know that I appreciate it, and uh, you are a valued member of this inner circle team that few are led into. And here's to 100 more or 200 more or 300 more. Let's get it to be the longest running live fire show. Why not? Let's do it. As long as I'm a part of it, we can do this. John, thank you so much. We celebrate you. Let's celebrate John for crying out loud. Is that possible? Of course it is. When we come back, Everybody has to get to a video monitor because I'm going to show you something that is absolutely going to blow your mind. Know this, that when you see it, the answer is no, they do not have this in America. Andrew, you are no. not the they, they They do not. Andrew, you do not. are not the but you're going to want to see it. Oh, you're going to want to see it. Attention, folks in the biz of barbecue.
established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations, offering premium Central Texas barbecue products like briskets and ribs and sausages. You know what I'm talking about. Slow smoked over real wood. Shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S. From food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu too. All meats are processed in the on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx, food service distribution via Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. They also have private label opportunities if you want to do that. You visit southsidemarket.com for more information on all of those items. And here's the kicker. If you use code BBQ Central, you get 10% off your entire online order the first time, the 10th time, all the time. Southsidemarket.com is the website. Pick out all of the stuff that you want. And remember, for the holiday season, you can ship to a bunch of different destinations. You don't get charged extra for that. No, no. Visit southsidemarket.com as you check out. Use promo code BBQ Central for 10% off your online order. Thanks to the gang, Nick, and everybody over at Southside Market. Looking forward to 2020. And find a monitor because you're going to want to see it. Stick around. Be right back. never heard this before you might think you found the best triple x show ever let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today craig Rimpy. and that's me your homoerotic host this portion of the show being brought to you by smithfield committed cooks if you are down if you want to show your smithfield pride get on over to smokingwithsmithfield.com for a small fee of like 25 bucks, you get a whole bunch of stuff back in return. Last year, it was towards $200 retail, I believe. Bunch of cool Smithfield swag. Go to smokingwithsmithfield.com. That's smoking, S-M-O-K-I-N, smokingwithsmithfield.com. You can get all of your details there. You can also see if you are a barbecue event promoter. You can uh, see if the grant program is still accepting applications. You know what? Let me do that. I should know that. Committed Cooks program, grant program. Let's see. All right. 2020 grant program now closed. So if you missed out, you missed out. However, Committed Cooks program still open, so get on it. And we will see how Smithfield fares in 2020. All right, I promised you this. I got to make sure I'm on the right screen. Hmm. Is this it? Nope. Guy that made fun of me. Banner. No, that's not it. All right, I'll just make a new screen out of it because it's worth it. Bear with me here as I capture the screen. Uh, screen capture, monitor two. All right, here we go. Let me blow it out. Now, you can see this right here with me. <clears throat> what you are about to see, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what you're about to see. You're just going to watch it, and you're either going to be really scared. Oh. Or you're going to be laughing or both. I got to make sure that I'm, I'm going pretty high volume because I want to make sure you hear everything. Check this out. Oh, Look at oh, this. Okay. All right, now, 
look, can we please start breaking this down immediately? First of all, I think this uh, is, uh, is is Russian, okay? So, uh, I, I mean, this is a slap boxing or uh, this is a real thing that happens over there. Uh, the guy on the left with the blue looks like scrub top. This guy is like top slapper of Russia. If you go to YouTube and you put in like uh, slap fights, Russia or something like that, this guy is in every single one of them. Oh, by the way, he wins every single one of them. Look at this son of a bitch. Look what's happening here. You got the guy on the left who's easily into three bills. Then you got the guy on the right who has an incredible amount of body modification done. His eyeballs are done. He's got tattoos all over the place. Face tattoos. Like, that's commitment to a tattoo whole nother level. Okay? You get tattoos on your face, and you are really slimming down the amount of job opportunities that you're going to be taking. And here's the rules of this slapping contest. You slap the guy in the face, and if you don't slap enough shit out of him, he gets to slap you. And the first one to quit loses, and then we move to the next round. That's what happens. So at some point, the guy on the right smacked enough shit out of other people to earn the privilege of going up against this guy. You know, my man on the right was feeling pretty strong about himself when he laid this smack on Beefcake Jack right here. Look at that. The powder flies off his face. It sounds, you know, really impressive. And Thank you for downloading oh, oh. The no, no. Hold on a goddamn it. I'm not done yet. I'm breaking this down as we speak. My man was pretty happy with this smack. Look at that. The guy in the blue hardly moves. Look at that. And boom, he's like right back. He's like, okay, here we go. Look at the meat. Look at the meat paw on this guy. The guy's got tattoo. Uh, meanwhile, the guy that's about to get smacked. I mean, look over here. Look at these tattoos over here. He's got some of it stars under his eyes, butterfly here on the cheek. He's obviously got some eyeball thing going on. All that is not going to help what is about to happen right here. Hold on to your hat, son. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and that's it for him. Oh. I mean, look at this guy's face right... Uh, where are we at? Right here. He's like... Oh! You ever heard the sound a human makes when he poops himself? That's the sound he makes. His eyes are tattooed. Wow, we. I thought they were like uh, contact lenses. Meanwhile, if we could just go right back to seeing this guy get murdered. Uh, by the way, if if we can <laughs> look here, see if you look down, his right hip is tilted back. He's pivoted. This face of determination, you can see his left hand is cocked up like he's about ready to rabbit punch him. But all are levers of motion to lay this smack down. Oh! Look at that. Oh, my. I mean, I, I love it. I love it. That guy thought, hey, man, I'm going to really smack this guy. He didn't know who he was. He didn't know he was the smack box champ. All right. I'll show it to you one more time because you asked. How? <laughs> you know, if that would have been me, I would have been knocked out. Literally knocked out. Anyway, YouTube it if you want. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Malcolm Reed, first Tuesday of the month regular guest, How to Barbecue Right, KillerHogsBBQ.com.
or killerhogs.com if you want to check out some sauce and rub packages that Rochelle has put together. Appreciate Malcolm rolling with me through 2019, and we'll see him in 2020 for sure. We also talked with Emily Detweiler, CEO. Hi, this is Jeff Stone of Grandpa's Fried Barbecue. Jeff, you're just going to have to wait a minute, okay? Can I please get out of my show in a proper fashion? My fault. My fault, Jeff. We talked with KCBS CEO Emily Detweiler, taking time out of her vacation in Disneyland, talking about the sale of the corporate office, some other business items as well, marketing, backyard recognition, end-of-the-year banquet on January 17th and 18th. She's like, "Uh, maybe you could come out. Come on. Kidding me? second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy stopped at the top of the hour until about 20 after and then we showed you slap boxing to end it. Nice. Uh, huge show for you next week as always. Meathead will be in. He was out last week but Meathead will be in. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud US American Greg Reppy. Good night now.